today on our spaces. Uh, good friends of ours are coming by. They host the daily Polygon NFT Twitter space. We have uh, Dave Swimbank. We have Beluga. Um, we featured Dave's project in the past, Crypto Goons. Today, we'll be talking with uh, our friend Beluga here. He has a project called Beluga Bay. So thanks for stopping by, guys. Appreciate the time. And uh, thank you again for having us with you guys yesterday. Thank you. It was, uh, it was great to kind of blend the two communities. I really enjoyed it. So what ended up, what, what was the turning point that made you decide that you wanted to get into NFTs, Beluga? Well, um, actually, so a little bit of backstory of myself is I've been a, an artist for 25 years or so. Um, so maybe, maybe longer. Um, and um, about 15 years ago, I started a toy company, a, a, a indie toy company that makes uh, vinyl toys and plush toys. And uh, it was an indie video game company. And um, so uh, I've been running that for 15 years or so. And then um, friends of mine kind of got me uh, cornered one day at lunch and said, you've got to bring your toys to NFT world. And I was like, that sounds really complicated. Um, and, uh, then I heard a lot of negative, uh, stuff about the, uh, environment related to, um, Ethereum and the blockchain. So I did some research and, uh, they came back to me and said, you know, when are you going to do NFTs? And then, uh, a friend of mine, uh, came back and said, let me show you what I made in my wallet this month. And it was like $750,000. And I was like, all right, it's time to join the NFT world. So uh, I posted um, my intentions with my uh, audience on Facebook, which was like 20,000 deep at the time. And uh, I got a lot of bad press, right? Of just people are like, you're going to destroy the environment. And, and this is not what we signed up for. Um, so I quickly realized that um, I wasn't going to be able to at this point, bridge the gap between what my toy company was doing and what NFTs um, were doing. So um, then uh, I, I started digging deeper and becoming a, uh, a community manager for a couple of my friends' uh, big projects. And, um, and so I, I, I finally said, you know, this is, this is kind of cool. I started hearing about Polygon. Um, and I started building the whales, um, and, uh, I was on this bigger project, which I won't mention, um, as a community leader and, um, the, I finally got the, the artwork where I thought the belugas should be. And, um, and I got a little bit of utility nailed down as far as what I wanted to do. And then, uh, I went to them and, and, and their whole thing was, supporting artists from the ground up and i said hey i've got these whales i have got these uh, this idea about this adventure that they go on and and yada yada and um i had been supporting these guys for uh, while they were making their bag you know they, they made a lot of um, money and i helped and ran some of their discord and etc and their whole idea their whole strategy was we're going to push other creators in the space well when it came up to that 
um, I said, okay, here's my belugas. What do you think? And they're like, well, they're cute, but they don't really, ha- they're not investor friendly enough for us to, to push out. And I said, well, I'm not asking you to push these out. I'm asking you to hit a couple retweets for me. And, um, they, none of those guys that I helped for months, uh, um, even would send me a retweet. And so, um, when I launched, um, I, it was, I, I was really kind of thinking that I would have this community support and, uh, I was on three or four, you know, million dollar, um, Ethereum projects of which I won't mention. You can probably figure it out if you dig into my wallet a little bit, but, um, so, um, then it, it, it struck me that um, I'm just going to have to go on my own and build this from the ground up because I have this toy company where I can't really use the audience there. And I have this NFT company that doesn't really have any fan base yet. So um, I said, um, I guess I'm just going to be that guy that, that starts the community. So um, I started hosting Twitter spaces and, um, and really pushing for other people to build a community. Um, and somewhere along the, the lines, I, the, my goal for what I, my current project became um, supporting other artists. So um, the utility of my project has become helping emerging artists. Uh, and so uh, the Twitter space has kicked off and uh, I met Dave and Dave came up and saw what I was doing and it was already doing something similar to what I was doing. Um, I just had, a, I think a, a little bit of a jump on what they were doing there. And then Dave came and, and made it way better. Um, and then uh, boss came to be our collector liaison and uh, my good friend, Jay Stanfield, um, who I met in the spaces while we were on Ethereum. And he's like, this kind of class clown. And uh, so we became this kind of uh, ragtag um, group that um, runs uh, Twitter spaces. And we're very passionate about uh, Polygon because of the low gas. Um, and um, so then I just started releasing uh, more and more whales and really not giving a fuck about what people uh, think. And, uh, that really has pushed uh, me forward as a I want to be a wannabe um, influencer, I guess. And uh, so I think um, that our, my community is very transparent and encouraging and uh, and helpful. And we don't have a lot of the stuff that I'm, I, I came from in these Ethereum um, based projects that I mean, I love the Ethereum uh, world, but it just, they, they weren't very supportive. And uh, so that's my, that's my backstory. I got to tell you, <clears throat> the Polygon community, especially like the group that you guys bring in there, you guys are hardcore, man. Like really like super supportive of each other. And, you know, I, I go into like spaces all day long and I see some of these spaces and you go in there and it's, it's almost like people play favorites. At least that's the like the feel that I get from this. Like, and uh, you guys, you just you run it the right way, man. Um, just the way you guys operate, I, I really dig it. That's what kind of like attracted me to it. Uh, I've known Dave now probably for about three months. I guess we we did a, a space with these guys about three months ago, and 
uh, one day he just hit me up in the inbox and he said, I got a project for you. And I'm like, is it your project? He's like, no, it's not mine. It's just like somebody that came into our spaces. I was like, all right, let's do it. And that's pretty much how this snowballed. And uh, yeah, it's working out pretty nicely so far. I think I, I think for, for, for Beluga as well, we're not like Beluga is very polygon focused. Like, I'm rightly so polygon offers a lot of good things, but like the, the, the drivers in our room are for everyone. Like the way we, we, we host, like if you're willing to come, like if you're willing to come in and you want to build people up, um, you know, we've had Ethereum projects come in and talk on our floor. We've had a soul project come in and give a shill because they came in and they built other people up and they offered support and it's not it's not an offensive thing yes we want to be polygon focused but if you've got the right attitude and and you want to match values with us then we've kind of got time for you and that's that's the way that we want to look at it you know we don't we don't want to turn into one of these like exclusive spaces that that has kind of pushed us all to this we don't want to or certainly for me anyway i don't want to turn into one of these spaces that, that's pushed beluga out I, I want to have time for everyone if they've got time for us essentially yeah, I actually get kind of excited when we get people on different blockchains coming in, you know, when we get like a Solana project or we get a, a Poly project. Cause I, I would say 90% of the people I interview are on ETH, but I, I really, I have a soft place in my heart for the underdog. So uh, go Poly's not going to be the underdog for long. <laughs> I either. So going back to your project, Beluga, how big is your collection? Oh, God. Um... So, um, I released, um, a founder's edition, which was, I think 300 deep and it has, um, like collab pieces, which was like my, my attempt to learn, um, how to do NFTs. And, um, so that, that was the first one. And then the, the season one came out and that was three, 3,333. And, uh, the reason why, um, I, did that is if you look at my profile pic it kind of looks like a three if you like trace a skull and uh so i just like well i guess i'll make three thousand three hundred thirty three and um and and then I, I dare somebody to ask me um why i why that is the case but it's just the way i am and then um right after that i released a thousand free whales that were free chili um it was starting to get co cooler i guess and um and I kind of made fun of whales by releasing um, a thousand cool colored whales that are all blue. And um, and I just handed those out. And uh, the cool thing that happened during the free chili uh, event is um, we created this adventure based um, kind of like role playing aspect to the Beluga Bay. Um, and so. Uh, I did these quests that you couldn't do in Ethereum um, where, where I handed out uh, potions and, and uh, we had all these kind of fun things. And if, if you did the quest, you got a free whale. And um, so that was a lot of fun. That was, I think, a thousand whales. And then um, what else? What else have we done? Oh, then Halloween came and I kind of went crazy. Um, I, I released 8,000 Halloween whales that were free. Um, and, um, I released, they were really cool. I mean, um, some of the coolest of, of the series yet. Um, and, um, so there were 8,000, uh, Halloween whales. And then if you're, if you came into the discord and, and you, um, 
you there were there are four houses of Beluga Bay, and if you uh, proclaimed a house, then you would get um, a, a vampire. One of your belugas would turn into a vampire, and uh, this was all during Halloween. So you got this really powerful um, vampire that would join your army, um, and there was I think eight hundred and eight eight. 808 um, vampires and and the cool thing about those vampires is they were coded with the house that you belong to of the four houses um, and then right after the vampires came out or, or before I'd released um, Legends of um, Halloween I kind of went hardcore on Halloween I released three um, three collections during Halloween and the legends were um, whales dressed up as either um, a bat, um, the, God, I'm, I'm forgetting now, a vamp, no, what was it? Um, Swamp Thing, uh, all of the legends of Halloween, so a Frankenstein, a werewolf, like all the, the, the legendaries. That was probably overkill now looking back to release um, three um, collections during Halloween, but, you know, that's just how I roll. And then, um, then recently I did the holiday whales and that was 5,000 for free. So anybody that held a season one whale got, um, a, 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 a airdrop of five whales to share with their friends. Um, and I really loved the way they came out. Um, it was the first time that I got, well, actually the second time that I, um, delegated some of the artwork. And uh, so our my team artist Amy, which is in our spaces every day, did took all my sketches and then did all the holiday whales. And if you look, like the holiday whales are taken over. Um, everybody's using using them for giveaways and um, and such like that. So yeah, I have a lot of whales out there. So a big focus that. I've seen on your project is you try not like you have rarities, but you try not to let people focus on it. You just want people to focus on whatever whale they feel basically suits their personality the best. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, here's the, here's like the truth of it is like, um, I thought it would be kind of ridiculous to launch and, and do a blind mint from somebody that really had no following in NFT. So, um, and a lot of my whales, um, I, I've made them have sundresses and beards. So they kind of like, I didn't want somebody to get pissed off if they got a bearded um, whale having a sundress on, even though I think it's cool, but they might not think it's cool. So um, I didn't really have the following when I did this, I, I went really hard on learning how to build NFTs. Um, and so I didn't have this huge, I still don't have that huge of a following uh, to sell out, right, in, on Polygon. So uh, I, I just wanted it to be something that you would come in and um, kind of fall in love with the, the, the character and then buy it. And then uh, it, it, I just didn't want people in my Discord bitching about, you know, well, you know, my whale went down 0 0.001 today. I, I just didn't want that. And uh, I, I had that during um, Ethereum days, and I wanted it to be different. Um, and so 
I guess I just really wanted the community that I was building to really care about what the utility of the project is. And that's like building uh, a different, a different thing than just some random investment. Um, it's probably not um, the best um, financial strategy. I know this and I'm willing to, um, I mean, if you read my white paper, it states, you know, if you're, if you're somebody that is only caring about the 0.001 gain or loss, um, I'm probably not the project for you. And, um, and I, and that's just something I'm willing to take on the cheek, you know. Are you doing the dev work yourself as far as developing the smart contract for the generative art, or do you have somebody working with you to do that? It's all me. Sorry, my dog is being a pain in the butt right now. So um, you're basically the entire project by yourself. You're, you're the dev, you're the artist, you're the marketing. Um, I am the dev. Well, I'm not, I'm, to say I'm the dev is like, ridiculous let's let's face it it's has it's hash libs you know if it wasn't for hash lips um i wouldn't i, I could have done it myself but uh, i'm i'm a big proponent of not um like if it's not broken don't fix it so i just um learned how hash lips did it and um just kind of took that format um as far as the artwork um, I do all the, the design work um, and I do all the sketching and then I have an art team that uh, is better than I am and they they will clean up my lines and uh, then they send back the, the line work and I do all the coloring. Um, so it, basically it's um, the difference recently is that I, I did pick up Amy who um, has, I've delegated like, entire um like process to amy and amy amy's in the audience right now uh, amy has is super fast and way faster than i am and uh and and i have not been able to find anyone that could um match different art styles as cleanly as amy that does so um i i del i like reluctantly delegated I just finally uh, at Christmas time said I can't I can't do all this so I said Amy can you can you try to do the holiday and um, it if you look at the holiday it looks just like the the rest of the artwork in the Beluga Bay um, but I do have I do have an art art team that comes and goes um, but most of the most of it is me doing the marketing I have two great moderators in my Discord. Um, and I try not to mess with Discord much anymore. I just don't have the free time. Um, but but I do have two wonderful, um, two or three wonderful uh, mods, um, uh, Amy and a few other uh, art team people. Uh, I have a line artist that is way better at me uh, with steady lines. And uh, but for the, as far as the marketing and the smart contracts, uh, that's all me. There was something I saw on your Discord, and um, I I haven't heard of it before, and maybe I'm just ignorant to the fact. It said that you were launching using uh, something called the User App. Uh, what what exactly is this? Because I, I haven't heard of it before. Is this some type of uh, alternate um, marketplace launch? Yeah, um, that is. 
So uh, right when uh, the season one came out, I was approached by User, which is a basically an Instagram style um, platform that um, has a marketplace launching, and they've been launching for <laughs> three months now. So um, the white paper probably still says that I'm launching on User. Um, unfortunately, um, they have kind of. I hope there's not not any user representatives in here um but they um they really didn't make it um so i actually need to go and remove the fact that we had partnered up with user um but it, it had a great opportunity to to fly um and i don't know what happened um but uh unfortunately that that platform did not make it we we're also uh i know dave and i are uh, starting to get, um, how do you say it, pinged by other platforms uh, for launching our projects. And um, it seems to be kind of like um, back in the early days of Web 2.0 or maybe just Web. Um, we have like a lot of these platforms that are launching and saying, hey, we'd like for you to come on board. And then it, they kind of implode. So, um, yeah, user. I hate to say this out loud, but the user kind of imploded. Okay, maybe that's why I haven't heard of them. I, I just wasn't familiar with them, and I was trying to get familiar with it. Um, so, if I'm if I'm a Beluga Bay holder, um, what type of benefits do I have as being a holder? <laughs> um, getting too many um, airdrops, probably, um, and then. Um, that's first of all it's you get a lot for your money um uh for just since i've launched if you, if you held a c uh if you held a special edition whale then when i launched season um one then you got uh two additional whales um just for supporting me through season uh, for through special edition and then People that hold season uh, one um, get the opportunity to have any airdrops that I come up with in these um, holidays. And so um, season one, people got uh, free Halloween, uh, free vampires. They got free Legends of Halloween. And then subsequently, they got a, a, a bundle, like a pack of five uh, holidays that they could spread out within their friends. Um, and um, the early, the early supporters actually got named well. So um, the, oh, and they got free chilies as well. So um, just holding a, a whale or being a supporter of the whale gets you a lot of stuff um, going forward. Um, and then um, also anybody that's in the um, Beluga Bay family um, gets my support if you do any sort of um, projects. I mean, I've kind of expanded um, that family into the Twitter spaces. So um, I probably need to, I, I, mean, I think it's funny um, because I've been on many projects that have given far less to me for buying one of their NFTs than what I give. But um but I just, I just, I just like to create stuff and give it out. And um, if I could 
give it out for free, I probably would. And well, I, I do, but, um, yeah, uh, I, I going forward, I'm going to have to like reel that in to make, um, Beluga Bay holders have, um, some more scarcity. Um, but the thought of burning, um, burning the whales really kind of doesn't feel right to me. Um, and because, I don't know. I just, I just love the artwork and I love the, the idea that, um, the, the thought of burning, um, a creature, even if it's an inanimate pixel, um, kind of gets to me a little bit. So, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do regarded that. And the other thing, the other thing they'll get Beluga is they'll get my support. If they're supporting you, they'll get my support. And off the back of that, they'll get the support of the community that, that, that we've set up and created. So, the utility of buying a beluga is far bigger than just getting into involved with with Beluga Bay. Um, you're essentially becoming part of the polygon spaces that Beluga and I have created. Um, that we've got big ideas for moving forward. So I just I, I just wanted to clarify that part of the utility for Beluga because he he doesn't talk about it as big as it should be. Um, you know, if you're in that spaces, you know you know what impact we can have on on people and you know how people are, are rising up by by embracing the attitude so um beluga needs to take a lot of credit for that and if you're part of this project you'll get that support i totally agree the priceless part is to be a part of the community uh, this is the utility the most major one i think that's more important than having a game or, or any type of aspect if you have backing from you this is how i look at it right if if you're a rapper right i'll just make a little example if you're a rapper and you're friends with eminem chances are you're going to get exposure just through eminem so if you could build a community and one person blows up and they see that you are you know with them from the start you know chances are that person's going to get you back in the long run so I, I think i think the community aspect and what you guys have to offer there i think that's that's a lot bigger than what a lot of other projects have to offer so yeah, you should kind of like toot your horn a little bit because you guys are really doing something special. Now, um, you you said that uh, I know you don't want to talk about prior projects, but you said you have um, done projects on the Ethereum blockchain. Now, is there a different type of strategy that you go about um, launching a project or marketing a project on Polygon versus ETH? Well, um, so. I did launch. Um, I did launch an Ethereum project called Je Jelly Squad, and um, and it did really well until London Fork happened. Um, and uh, I was pretty new to um, the NFT scene when London Fork happened. I, I had like onboarded all these people, all my artist friends, and then London Fork happened, and it it suddenly became like impossible for an er emerging artist in the NFT space to sell their artwork at a price that, I mean, if you're selling your artwork and it's like, let's say 80 bucks and it's going to cost $200 gas, um, you're going to have people really want some utility. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, mini vacation there. Um, if they're buying a whale, you know, they could go to Disneyland for a day. Um, and so um, I guess, uh, to, to at about the same time that um, I was launching these Ethereum uh, projects, um, 
I really got involved in a real quick story is like two years ago, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer. And um, so I went through the cancer treatments, both radiation and um, was the other chemotherapy. And so uh, when I entered the NFT space, I, all I wanted to do was really build like a, I, I told my friends, if I, you know, if, if I survived this, um, I would create an NFT project that uh, would fight cancer. So I released this thing. Uh, it's still out there. It's called uh, F Cancer. And I, and I did these cute little um, cancer uh, related NFTs and, uh, and I, I put them out there for free. And, and at the time, releasing an NFT on Ethereum for free was unheard of. Nobody was doing it. Um, and so, of course, bots grabbed them all. And, and the trick was like we were going to create the secondary, um, the secondary market for these pixels. They're called tiny pink pixels and they had hats and little things. So you can look it up if you want. Um, but um, I didn't have the following um, that I needed to make that um, cancer project work. Um, and I got very discouraged and I uh, went to my friends in Ethereum and they said, well, um, with the London Fork, this will never work. So just launch on Polygon. So I launched on Polygon and of course, bots bought all, all of the um, cancer pixels. So instead of like doing research, the, bo the, the bots just you know, bought them and didn't relist them. Uh, so uh, that just like made me understand that I had to approach uh, Polygon um, in a different way than I approached um, Ethereum because let's face it, you know, um, Polygon still doesn't have the cool kid club that um, Ethereum does. So um, it just means that we have to grow stronger um, community and, uh, cause people that are launching on Ethereum, if you, if you have, um, the support of a big community there, you're going to, you're going to sell out 10 K you're not going to do that on Polygon as fast, or at least right now. Um, and that's really, um, what my goal is. Um, and I know Dave's goal is, is to create this, um, community that will get behind and, and, and uh, get these projects that our friends are creating to sell out. And uh, really, that's, it's just a matter of getting 2,000 engaged people, I mean, that will buy two or three NFTs, or, well, five NFTs, I'll say, um, and we can sell these things out and, and uh, build that influence that uh, Polygon needs. Um, so the di to go back to your question, I think the difference really is that you have to work a little harder um, than you did in the Ethereum um, just because it, it's not perceived as the cool thing to do. Um, Dave, go, I know you have stuff to say. On, on this particular point, I've got like strong opinions about budgets, essentially. And people come in on the Polygon chain are there because they don't have a big starting budget. They're not, you know, they're able to set up the project by themselves they've got the ability to learn the aspects they need to to get that out and it doesn't cost them gas to put their artwork out there um 
I think a lot of the Ethereum projects that, that you see released um, have got a marketing budget where they can afford to pay people to support them and push them along. Um, so I think that's mainly the key difference. And that's why, for me, the community is so important is because by working together and eventually bringing our, as artists and projects, by eventually bringing our communities on board, um, we can create the numbers that are equivalent to what these projects are getting in terms of site on the Ethereum blockchain. And if we can create those numbers, then we've got a chance of converting an equivalent amount of people into buying a project, especially if the price points are, are much lower and you can see that the people behind these projects are, are genuine, they're willing to show who they are, they're willing to talk on spaces, they're willing to do all of the things that you need to do to trust them. Um, so, so like I think that's where our drive is, and I think that's where the key difference is, is essentially having a starting budget to, to come into this market with most people on Ethereum have got one, most people in Polygon don't. Well, when you're when you're starting a Polygon project, you could really start it almost experimentally, um, as opposed to on ETH, you kind of either have to know a whole bunch of people, or have a whole bunch of money, or just be willing to take a big risk, and I think it's much easier if, you know, you're not really sure if you want to do an NFT project and you have the chance to go and mint a project on Polygon and start a project on Polygon. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, oh, well, at least I gave it a shot. Where if you were to try that on ETH, you could lose your ass. And I, I just think Polygon is just a lot more user friendly for people that are just trying to get into the game and just test the waters. Um, I mean, both have their strengths and both have their weaknesses. So, um, where was I here? Ah, here, here's a question. Um, can you get onto rarity tools with a Polygon project? Well, I don't know about rarity tools, but um, the my um, my project recently, which was kind of like out of nowhere. Um, got uh pulled into nft i can't remember the name of it um but they basically do a free um polygon uh rarity tools um and um both of my bigger collections were sucked up into that uh last night i think it's nftrank.io um and um the funny thing it's like i had very rare whales sitting on the floor um and um like ridiculously rare whales so when that uh, website popped up and uh, started pushing out that they had consumed my um, polygon uh, collections then um, I did see a, a small surge in sales I think it was last night but I don't I don't know that um, rarity tool I would never ever pay um, to eat to, to list I mean that just goes against everything I would rather give um my two ETH to one of the many projects in this room that are struggling um and I would I would never ever feed that beast. Um but um I'm I'm glad that someone did it for free, but I would not pay two ETH for it. Yeah, I think it's a little crazy myself. Have you have you contemplated possibly getting your wells put into a metaverse project down the road. Absolutely. I mean, um, the one thing that I want to do is um, 
I'm a, a very big proponent for um, not reinventing the wheel with this. So um, we have Dave and I are playing these Tetris games where we're aligning um, projects that are doing metaverse. And um, so uh, what I, what I'm doing is trying to find somebody that can model the, um, the whales in 3d to where um, they look as cool as they look in 2d. Um, and, uh, and I'm real particular about how the whales look uh, and about real particular about any of what, what my brand is, um, with my toy company. Uh, I'm very, I, I'm very, very particular. I, I will spend a, a lot of time, um, making sure like everything looks, um, ready to go. So the, the key component there is that the whales um, make look good in, in, in the metaverse. And, um, and, I, and I don't know how to really do it yet because of the nature of what a beluga would be doing, which is swimming around. And so uh, I don't, that's a little bit of a problem if you have a water-based creature is, um, most of metaverses are going to be on land, I would, I would think. Um, but, um, but I'm, I'm excited for the future there. Somebody's going to come up with an idea for me. I mean, it's as fast as this community moves. Um, there's probably somebody that's already modeling the whales in a way that, you know, that it's going to make me happy. And, um, I mean, I, there are people that have done it, but, um, and I, I, mean, I could probably do it. I just don't have, I don't have any free time to do that anymore. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know what I would love to see, um, the whales in a metaverse where they can, uh, where, where you can be a whale, but I don't, I don't know how, I don't know the details. Um, I am a game designer, um, for 25 years. So, um, I'm used to, uh, building all sorts of, I've done everything that you can do as a game dev, um, including the last two years building, uh, small games inside of, um, Facebook meta, Facebook meta or Facebook horizons. Uh, so, um, the, the problem that I see with the belugas is that it will be a watery metaverse unless I, I have actually considered um, just building a vehicle for the belugas to travel in. So I've been tank, uh, talking about building a, um, a mech system where the, the belugas walk around in mechs, which makes sense um, to me, at least in my crazy ass brain. But <laughs> so, I mean, that would like um, kind of marry the two things that I love is uh, robots and um, belugas. So um, I have worked with some uh, mech, artist to come up with um beluga mechs but um yeah so that may be where that may be how they end up in the metaverse actually now that i think about it that's probably the way they will be we all, we all played we all played flip for when well those of us born in the 80s or echo the dolphin like even more talking about flip, but, uh, but you know like that you could have some sort of underwater community area for sure that would work and second of all like goons have got ways to cross over into different metaverses we need to build well, I mean, even even Mario Brothers had an underwater city and, and zone, right? So I guess you could incorporate it somehow. The first 
the first project I thought of when I was asking you that question was the the boys over at Cube Drop with Snow Zone, with Percy's Penguin and uh, all of those guys. That's the first group of people I thought of when I, I thought, you know, they got the Arctic Zone and then you get the Belugas swimming around in the water there. It just kind of made sense to me. They will be on. They will be on that one hundred percent as well. Especially they, if I have a word with them. They put no. They've already reached out to me, and they said that um, they have designated um, area for belugas. Um, I just need to. Um, I mean, I need to. Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. So lately, Matic has been on the rise uh, with crypto. Is there a correlation between when the Matic price rises and the sales of NFTs on the Polygon chain? Um, so here's the weird thing that we're here's the weird thing that we're in right now. Um, I just um, did very well with some moving of crypto, and I um, so that we're in a weird position with Matic and and Wrapped Ether uh, when it comes to Polygon. And um, that is that the Matic is what um, you're going to use to use to usually buy anything from a smart contract on Polygon. And then it goes on to the secondary market, which is primarily um, OpenSea, which is wrapped Ether. Um, and so there is this weird um, kind of situation where when you have a, pro a project on Polygon, that, that you have to kind of exist in two worlds. Um, so you're, uh, if you're blind minting, um, the Polygon prices are going to be um, taken into consideration. But as soon as it goes into secondary market, um, those are no longer there uh, unless, you're, you, unless you haven't fully minted out. So um, the correlation between um, Matic and um, ether, ether is it's a very strange thing that we're in, and uh, and uh, and it's funny that you should ask that question because I was actually thinking about that today. Is how um, how do we how do we leverage that? Um, to, and I'm and I'm not the right person to ask that. So Dave, I mean the leverage thing probably isn't me, but the, 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 with the Polygon market and OpenSea, Polygon's remain consistent pretty much since um, September in terms of trade volume per day. Um, like Ethereum's been all over the place, but anywhere from sort of seventy-five times the value of Polygon to like two hundred times the value of Polygon on a daily basis. But you know, it's not been consistent at any point. Um, the point of the comment is, is when crypto in general seems to be pumping that trade seems to drop to lower valued NFTs on Polygon. So when crypto is pumping, um, the people that are spending money in Polygon are spending in the 2 to $5 range on OpenSea. Um, when crypto starts to dump a little bit more and prices start to come down, not necessarily Matic specifically, because that seems to be in its own little world at the moment in terms of what it does. Um, and there's reasons for that. But um, in my opinion, um, but in terms of that spending point on Polygon, when the rest of the crypto world seems to be losing money, people are buying more expensive NFTs on Polygon and picking up like secondary market prices at a higher value. Um, but the trade volume in terms of what's being spent on Polygon on OpenSea isn't changing that much. So I think it's, I think it's still aligned to people's habits with 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 the crypto market in general. You know, when there's value in crypto, people try and move their money into crypto or find low value NFTs that are gonna 
you know, offer them a return um, quickly um, because that's their mentality. Um, the people that are buying at that point, they're trying to shift money because they want to make money um, and, and vice versa. Um, you know, where they see an opportunity to, to maybe have a longer term gamble when, when, you know, they've made a return from moving it back the other way. Very cool. Um, how, how much, how much feedback do you take in consideration from the people in your community as far as, um, what you're going to do with your project? Maybe because you said you did something for, Halloween. How much consideration do you take in from your community in order to do different types of possible seasons or whatever it might be? Uh, the next step forward for your Beluga project. Um. So people are are pretty people are pretty excited when I start talking about anything new. Um. And and I guess that probably fuels the madness that the the mad scientist in me. Um, and, uh, so, uh, what I really need for, for my Beluga community is, um, for them to tell me what they want. And, um, and people are not really good at telling me what I should do. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's a deep voice or, um, but I, I feel like it, I will say, Hey, sh should I do this? And they should they say yes. And, um, and I and I haven't had a lot of um, since I left Ethereum. People have just pretty much supported um, what I want to do. Um, ultimately, what I want to do is learn tokenomics and um, create a Beluga Bay game, very similar to. I'll say this out loud because um, it's a successful game, but uh, Poly Poly Farm. I would love to create a tokenomics based game where um, my people that support me can earn some passive income uh, or, um, you know, whatever is the safe way to, to, to word that um, maybe have belugas that capture fish and then sharks can come and steal the fish from um, the belugas and the, the fish would be the token. Um, but coming from a gaming standpoint what the my end game um is um not necessarily beluga related i mean belugas are the biggest thing that i've ever created other than my toy company but um the end game for me is to bring my toy company into the nft world so um if my belugas are successful um then i have a warehouse of toys that i have stopped retail they're sitting in a warehouse waiting for me to throw some um, either QR codes or um, tag them with um, uh, some sort of relationship to an NFT and then um, bring that into the NFT world. And I think I'll be one of the first uh, toy companies if I don't get beat out. I mean, there's here's the, the truth is there's no there's no Toys R Us anymore. So people like me that own a small toy company kind of have an edge if we get off our asses and make it happen. So um, it just means that I need for the Belugas to be successful. And um, and then I can take any of that liquidity and build the uh, ability to have a toy company in the NFT world. So the question that you should be asking me is, does is a toy company really going to work in the NFT world? And um, my answer is, I have no freaking clue. 
but I'm assuming that a lot of you people sitting in the audience have kids. And, um, and if you can buy an NFT and, um, and, you know, there's, there's a sort of, I don't know about you all, but, um, this gives the permission for, um, adults to be kids again. Um, like when have you bought a, a whale and felt like confident about it? Um, or bought something cute and as a grown man and said, uh, Oh, this is the NFT. Well, in this case, if I have a toy, you can say, yeah, I bought this for the kid. And you know, so it's just added utility. Do I know if it's going to work? I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. Um, but I've banked a whole warehouse of toys on this idea. I mean, I, I have a retail store that I have discontinued selling out of because, um, banking on the fact that um, whatever my end game is, will be able to sell toys in the, in web three. Um, but my end game is to build a, a gaming studio that um, is distributed. So each person uh, in the game studio uh, comes from the polygon NFT community. So the artists, the game designers, the level designers, the texture mappers, all of those people are people from the NFT community. And um, so we're not building something. We're not having a, a corporation tell us um, what indie game we should be building. Um, where do I stand in this? Um, I'm probably just going to be like a, um, a leader in that space. I don't know that I have the cycles to be a game developer anymore, unfortunately. Uh, I can barely do sketches for Amy um, without getting pinged by stuff in the background. But um, the end goal for me is to be some sort of um, thought leader in um, building a, a distributed game studio uh, in Web3 in the future. So that's that's my end game. Um, I have to do, first of all, I have to sell out whales. So if you want to see this happen, go go buy some whales. <laughs> let's just, let's be honest. Um and um, the second um, thing is really for the community to shape me into the leader that they need. Um, I think I am a good leader and I think Dave's a good leader and um, everybody in this, all the people that I see in this space that I recognize um, are some of the coolest people and like tire Maddie, who's got his hand up right now, spent, like two days working on a DAP for me for holiday whales. And, um, and the, Maddie didn't have to do that. Right. Um, but, um, so I just want to shout out the people in this community that are helping me. And, uh, and I just hope that, that you guys can shape me into the leader that I need to be in the future. Uh, that sounds a little martyrous, but it's true. I need to just jump in on three things quickly, very quickly. First of all, Beluga, if you want your toy business to be to be a success, that's up to you and you can make it happen. Second of all, our very first conversation was about putting the goons on a shop shelf because if you go into a shop and see the goons on a shop shelf, you ain't looking at anything else. Um, and the third thing is you are the leader that we that we want and that we need. Otherwise, people would be feeding back to you that you weren't. Like When was the last time someone told you that you weren't being what they needed? Um, and if that hasn't happened, then you'll be in exactly what we need. Hey, go ahead, Maddie. Hey, Beluga. Uh, just a question about going back to the metaverse thing. Um, the mech thing, love it. 
<laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> um, but uh, what's stopping you from having, say, the belugas uh, swimming through the air or like hopping on their flippers? Like that one Simpsons episode where all the dolphins come out of the water and, and they're hopping around on their flippers. Yes, that. <laughs> that that works. Um, I'm just really funny about aesthetics. So I just want to make sure that the, the belugas don't look ridiculous um, and that they're, they, they hold up. Um, so they would need to, like their bellies would need to kind of stick out and then they're, they need to bounce on their flippers. I'm going way too much detail for, there's probably people in this audience that have never heard me and they don't realize how deep I can go in this mess. So, um, yeah, but it, it really just has to be, for me, it just has to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist when it comes to cuteness. So, um, that's like, I have a whole brand based on cute. So yeah, I, I agree. That'd be cool. I, I, I do love the mech though. I think the mech's the way to go for sure. I just wanted to say the thought now, now after you've said about the mech. Hey, if anybody wants to come up and uh, ask Beluga a question, feel free to raise your hand. I'll bring you up to the box here. So let's, let's talk briefly about the Twitter spaces that you guys are holding up. How frequently do you do it? Uh, what time is it hosted? And um, how much preparation goes into it for you guys? Dave, you want to take this one? Yeah, uh, well, so we go two till four, Monday to Friday, Eastern times. Uh, weekends have been a bit hit and miss, and um, we get a much smaller crowd at weekends because of that, and it's a different atmosphere. So we're going to switch that up in the new year, um, and we've told, basically, I'm going to take over weekend shows. I already have a day off in the week. I might take another day off in the week. Um, Beluga's going to take the weekend off, um, and it's just to give us a rest because it's full on, like like you said earlier on, you know, you're kind of going five days, and that's enough. Um, plan, planning and prep. Um, Beluga and I message each other regularly, but the style that we offer, I think if we over plan and over prep, then it doesn't come across how we want it to. Um, and we can then get stuck on stage for too long. Um, and, and whilst we've got relevant and pertinent points to, to add, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, you know, the platform's not for us. The platform's to enable people to have the, the voice um, or the space to have to get their voice heard that, that maybe we struggled with when, when we were trying to put our brands out there in the early days. So, um, yeah, I think over-planning and over-prepping would, would hinder that. But, but we speak regular. Um, and the planning and prep comes from knowing the projects, right? They come up there every day and they talk to us. Like, um there's projects that I know like the back of my hand that I could tell you um, as soon as I saw the PFP just because we've heard them speak now 20 or 30 times um, and not always about their information. So um, it kind of becomes inbuilt and then other people kind of assume um, responsibility um, and offer sort of leadership and value. And, and if they do that, then we kind of onboard them to try and take to try and take some of that, that, that sting away from, from Beluga and I so that we can we can host the spaces and offer the people what they need. So it, it, like, like Beluga said, it's all a big Tetris puzzle. Um, there's a lot going on. You know, like, I'm just going to flip down the room, like Matty Verse is quite quite involved. Uh, NFT Samantha's quite involved. We need to get Matty Mike more involved, but he's too busy writing contracts all the time. Like, as soon as he stops writing a contract, we want him to come and come and spend a bit more time with us. Um, you know, CFS, PA down there, Amy down there, Yaz has started doing things, Trip Drips is like involved with me, iPallets, like these guys as I'm going through the room, they're all adding value and, and making 
making um a difference to the whole room and the whole community which means that that preps are a lot easier going back to your point um and and a lot more natural and we get the flow uh like we want it yeah and so um i applied for a grant a small grant for um the twitter spaces and um i was a we i was awarded a small grant for it um and so what what i started doing with dave's help is building a, a CRM behind the scenes um, to document all of the project, pro, uh, sorry, projects and kind of what their motivations are. So, um, and uh, then uh, one of the things that kind of grew out of that is like Dave was saying, a Tetris game where um, we kind of started seeing uh, like AI artists all Forming, and then uh, 3D artists have all formed, and then certain charities kind of grouped together. So um, what what I do is I create a spreadsheet every every day and um, try to be fair. And also, if there's a new project that I see uh, that we don't really know about, I try to bump them up a couple um, in the queue. So they so they first of all they don't get discouraged. I know that my community is cool enough that if I bump somebody new, um, people are not going to get butthurt about it. They're going to be like, oh, this is cool. This is something new. We haven't heard about it. Um, we have this um, brand awareness that is developing. Um, so if you're, you know, I think like psychologically, if your brand is seen, what, three or four times, um, your brain reacts one way. But if it's seen 15 times, then it's totally, you know, it's, it's what basis, the basis of marketing is. Um, so um, what we are starting to do is uh, actually know the brands and know um, and see them evolving and see their uh, strategies change. Um, so the planning really is um, looking at this uh, roster of 500 projects or it's close to 600 now, um, 600 projects on Polygon and trying to figure out who the next big stars are just, um, and, and, and then try to also see who's struggling the most and, um, and, and trying to like leverage the, the people that are the, the, the new, um, elegant elephants and who, um, are the people that need, um, support and need to be pulled up and supported. So, um, that kind of Tetris game is, um, what I think is going to help the community succeed. There's a whole group in between that needs our help too. Um, so in 2022, using a CRM of some nature, the, the CRM I invested in is absolutely horrible. So if you guys know of a good um, project management um, tool that isn't too expensive, um, please hit me up in the DMs. But we, we loaded all of the projects in and, and started building some some plans around what we can do to, to assist them and um so but the day-to-day -day is basically just running a spreadsheet and making sure that um people get the time that they need and um you get a fast pass if we run out of time um and yeah so that's it cool stuff hey galaxy you nice know, to get a question yeah hey sorry i was just helping my mom clean um clean out the car while i was listening so hey, how's it going? Uh, hey Beluga, hey Dave. Um, again, these two were like 
two of the first people I ever met, and um, it was one of my first collaborations. My question was, when you do the toys, um, I haven't been in for such a long time, so you might be repeating yourself, and um, I'm sorry if you are. But um, <clears throat> when you when you release the toys, how much are you going to release uh, on like on on the first like batch, and are these going to be um, attached to the NFTs, or are these going to be a separate thing? Well, um, so I'm I'm in talks with a company right now that um, wants to build a gamification around the toys. Um, so um, right now in the warehouse, I think I've got. I want to say about 20,000 toys ready to go. So that's a solid, um, you know, two NFT collections or three NFT collections, depending on how I have it. Um, but <laughs> that being said, um, I want it to be, I want it to be game changing and really um, put a lot of um liquidity back into the polygon um, ecosystem so i mean it's it's not gonna I, i'm in a position now um as an artist that um liquidity doesn't mean a lot to me um i've got pretty much anything i need as a person at least for now i mean things in this world change quickly but um so really reinvesting in this um ecosystem is more important than uh, like me making a, a lot of capital. Um, so um, yeah, the, what my goal is either to do a QR code or to create um, a, some sort of like addendum to the toy that is blockchain enabled. Um, so I've looked at little toys um, that would have an RF, RFID um, that uh, would th be at the, the, the token level, but uh, I haven't really figured out that out. And I haven't also figured out the logistics behind shipping worldwide, because that is a big problem. Um, worldwide logistics shipping uh, in an NFT market is um, something that um, we haven't figured out in the NFT space, because in certain cases, to ship a toy, even a, a plush toy to something like Turkey, for my location would be like $24. And um, so there's no real way to, um, unless you charge an arm and a leg for the NFT to, to cover this type of um, transaction. So um, that being- unless, the, it, and, unless you use one of your 500 or 600 connections to find out if someone could get you some toys stored somewhere else in the world, Beluga. I mean, a man with you know people. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I've got companies that are talking to me left and right um, related to this. Um, and they were doing this before I entered the NFT space. Um, but um, but I, I, I don't really know that I've got to get back on that in 2022 and make it happen. But thanks for thanks for that. Okay, cool. That's that's awesome, man. Uh, good to hear. I wish you nothing but success, guys. Um, I do I have any more questions? Um, probably not as of yet. But um, I I I am interested in your in your toys because I haven't heard of it apart from today. Um, so yeah, and I just want to say um, I'll I'll keep quiet and if anyone else has got questions, go ahead. Um, much love, guys, and yeah, all the rest. All the, I mean, sorry, all the best. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha.
So we have a, a good amount of NFT projects here. Uh, I was going through everybody's uh, PFPs to check out what they have going on. What's a, what's a bit of advice that you could give somebody that's new in the space to maybe not have a pain point that you hit? Um, let me think. A pain point that I've hit. I think I've hit every pain point you could hit. Um, I think... Um, I just think what you got to do is is uh, look around uh, and really invest um, your time in something that you'd love to do first and foremost. And um, also, uh, don't think that there's a silver bullet that it, it you know because I, I think a lot of people when they get into the NFT space um, that are brand new, they think that they're going to post to OpenSea. And then some magical ETH fairy is going to come and purchase all of their stuff up. Um, and then when it doesn't happen, and even though you've got like badass artwork and a kind of cool concept and your stuff sits on a shelf somewhere in the, in the metaverse um, that you get discouraged. And it's, it's really, it really comes down to um, having eyeballs in front of your, your, your work. I mean, if, there's no, there's no easy way to, I mean, you do have your like breakout stars that um, have no audience and then um, suddenly sell out. And, but let's be honest, it, it just, there's, it's a lot of hard work um, to get into a community um, and get that support in the, and so I guess what I'm trying to say is don't get discouraged if you do launch and you only get, um, one or two sales out of the gate um, or no sales out of the gate. Uh, just get yourself involved in um, in a community like this this one we're in and, and the one we have um, and and just put your heart and soul into your artwork and and uh, and market it. Um, uh, I think Dave has had a lot of um, I got to get some water real quick Dave. Yeah, basically work hard, uh, build relationships, and when you get knocked down, dust yourself up, get back up and build the next relationship and engage. Like Beluga was essentially saying, you know, you've got to be yourself all the way through this. I mean, like there's plenty of people you can look to that have got success through sort of marketing, but, but, but the Polygon space, like we said earlier on, it's about you and how you are as an individual. Um, and, and if your individuality and your personality is in your work and shines through, then you get sales. I mean, like, just look at some reactions from Troglodyte right now, right? Like, what's happened this evening in terms of exposure and sales from the Polygon community? Because you've come out and you've told your story and people have bought into who you are and what you've got. Like, you know, that, that, that's how you gain, um, people's buy-in and and when it doesn't work you know try with the next person because there's people out there that will believe in you and your passion and your vision super important don't be shy get up in the box and talk as soon as troglodyte went and spoke earlier today the first thing i did is i sent him a dm and i said i'm getting you on an ama with me first thing that i said to him and uh you know don't don't be shy talk about your project right you're you're putting yourself out there like talk yourself up a little bit don't be scared You know, like, I mean, why else would you be making a project? You're making a project to sell some shit, right? You're not making a project to waste your time and 
you know, just I could draw on my own time at my house. It's going to be really shitty, but, you know, I could do it on my own time rather than, you know, going through the hardships of, you know, minting contracts and doing all this other stuff. So I always encourage people, you know, get up here and talk. There's nothing wrong with talking. 100%. We offer support as well, Elon. Like, if someone's not ready, because we deal with a lot of, like, foreign language people and a lack of confidence in our space because we get through a lot of people so um you know we encourage people to dm us and and we also will pin stuff if people can't get in there um we'll mention projects and stuff like that so we we try and offer that support to people that maybe aren't confident um or or, or struggle with this thing because we're aware that you know that's a that's a big thing for, for some people so uh yeah we've went for about uh 70 minutes now um i guess we'll wrap up our ama here and then uh if you guys are cool with it and want to hang around we'll open up the floor to some people here that want to share about their project cool i've got um i've got one question hanging over for you from nft samantha from when you were on on wednesday um dave elon i, I, I don't know yeah. how to call you anymore um hey, can we see yeah. she <laughs> she was struggling can we see if we can pull her up and, and get her to ask it if not i've got it on a on a message absolutely hold on Who's this? NFT Samantha? Yeah, that's right. Um, she's got a whale. And funny writing. NFT Samantha, come on up. Well, we're waiting for... Um, I just want to say... You know, to anybody who's looking uh, or starting off their new uh, NFT adventure or has been in it for a while, um, I just want to say you're, you're going to have a lot more success if you just uh, come up here and be human. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you don't have to be confident, just being, being human, um, you know, just and, and interacting with people is super important. Um, you know, I don't know anybody that wants to be friends with a robot. Uh, but if you do, uh, I can point you out to several robots that you can be friends with, um, you know, but so the, the point is, you know, just be human, you know, just connect with people. Um, you know, you're going to have a lot better time if you if you're just friendly um, and, you know, you're more focused on, you know, having a good time and connecting with people as opposed to, you know, shilling your project as much i'm not saying don't show your project i'm saying um be a human while you do it and you're going to have a lot more experience and a, a lot a lot a lot better of an experience should i say thank you so samantha what was your question samantha don't be rug samantha i want to hear about your work as well Oh, she's really struggling. I'm, I'm going to go with the question quickly um, and hope she comes on to talk about her work. If not, I'm going to make sure you all go to our OpenSea page and look at it because it's incredible. Um, it's not happening. Um, let me read it out. It was about um, in regards to your platform, so um, your your uh, marketplace. Um, and, and we spent quite a bit of time talking about um, projects and, and like how you could help people um, that were maybe releasing sets. And I think um, for, we've got a lot of one of one artists, um, and and I think her question was more like, how could you utilize your community to to uplift them as one of one artists, as well as 
um, you know, people that want to release uh, PFPs, um, and and also sort of what 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 sort of support and encouragement can you offer for those guys specifically in terms of like um, exposure as as one of ones rather than that. And I think it was just the nature of the room. I don't think it was anything else. I think it was just the nature of the room that meant that we kind of crossed over that a little bit. Well, um, once we do launch the platform, um, I really don't want to say this, but I'm probably going to be running spaces seven days a week. And uh, the goal is to bring on a different artist that's on our platform every single day of the week um, to talk about their project. And I was thinking, you know, typically I do like an hour session. I was thinking I could even break it down to like half hour, like double headers. And we could showcase 14 artists a week. Um, I think that's a pretty good opportunity for somebody. I think I think we could really squeeze in a lot of information in 30 minutes. I, I do kind of go pretty in-depth with when I talk to people. So, I mean, if, if we chop it down to the basics, I think we could get between 14 to 21 people in a week to talk to us. Um, Aiden is very good as well, so... Um, if I do need a day off, I have 100% faith in him to take over for me. So uh, that's what the goal is. Uh, hopefully the first month that we are launched, I would like to at least talk to 100 artists that are on our platform. So that's a personal goal that I'm setting. Um, I think that's a pretty decent thing that we're going to be offering people as far as, you know, getting their voice out because anybody could mint, but if you have a story behind it and it touches somebody, I think it's a little bit more personal and it'll increase your sale potential. Yeah, and no, I want 100%. And I think that covers off the question, you know, like enough to, to ease any immediate concerns that a one of one artist might have. Um, and obviously that I, I, I can vouch for, for this guy, like he's super accessible. Like it's been super easy to arrange these two spaces, crossovers, um, and like something that I'd like to just quickly says, I'd like this to be a once a month thing, you know, where we can like really make a push to bring two communities over to each other once a month, um, something like that, um, for sure. Um, and I also want you to just like, I found one of, um, NFT Samantha's, uh, bits of work. Um, like, her Christmas collection when it dropped just absolutely astounded me. So psychedelic and, and, um, sort of Christmas land. It was incredible um she's posted that today but get on OpenSea, please just go and have a look through her profile and her, and her work and, and have a little read down her um, facebook feed like she's an incredible person she offers a lot of value to the community to her followers she engages all the time um and she's going to be a key part of our community she's a community leader already um and beluga and i are going to be engaging with her in terms of our spaces to sort of utilize her skill set moving forward on how how we can keep pushing that community growth so like, you know, if you're invested in Beluga and I and what we're doing in our spaces and NFT Samantha is a huge part of that. And, and you guys need to make sure you check her out. Our artwork is fantastic. Absolutely. 100% will. Um, all right. We're going to go in a little bit of an order here. We're going to go the galaxy. You just spoke. So we're going to go Trogodite. But tro Excuse tro me. Oh, Excuse me. Sorry. sorry to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to say goodbye um, and Merry oh. Christmas to everybody. That's all. I don't want to talk. I just wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas before I head off. And, um, you know, all the best to all you guys. Thank you for hosting this space. Thank you for teaching other people about your knowledge because that's the most important thing. Much love to you all. All have a Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Goodbye. Thanks, man. You too. All right, Trog, you're up. And then we're going to go to Trip Dip. And then we're going to go to the Creative Owls. All right? So, Trog, fire yeah. at will. 
Hi, you're right. Hi, yeah, sorry. Not going to speak about the project too much because obviously um, I'll speak about it in January. I just wanted to just say thank you to Beluga, yourself, Dave, Boss. Um, you guys are absolutely amazing. And all what you guys are speaking about in terms of coming into community and speaking and, and getting to know people and having that human feel, it actually does work. Um, as what Dave was saying, I'm a testament to that right now with over 60 cells from just speaking and telling my story. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone. It's amazing. What you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. Well, when one person wins, we all win, right? We have strength in numbers here, and that's the most important thing that we could we could have. So it's all about the community effort. You know, it's not it's not one project. We have multiple projects here, and if we all work together, everybody's going to be a winner.